you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Backroom Movie News, episode 13 today. As we were filming this Thursday, we are exactly one week away from The Last Jedi. Super exciting, but we have a lot more movie news to cover today right here on Backroom Movie News. Welcome to the best scene in the house, everybody. I'm Casey Sampson. And I'm Chase Coupo. How you doing today, Chase? Doing all right today, man. Just ready podcasting. Ready to get into some movie news here? I'm ready for it. All right, awesome. Hope you guys are all doing good out there. But Chase, started off, start us off with our first piece of news here. Well, all right, everybody. We have an update <laughs> on the Disney-Fox deal, possibly. Yes. So it looks like Disney is real, getting really close to buying Fox, you know, the film and TV assets. In fact, there may be... It's looking not likely at the moment, but there may be an announcement sometime next week, even or maybe it's looking like by the end of the year. So yeah, I think this is I think this is real. So Comcast is pretty much no longer in the run at this point. Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, I guess maybe they're kind of hanging in the back, but Disney's pulled ahead of all the other suitors, of course, because I guess everybody you know was kind of yeah looking at it. <laughs> so now we play the waiting game to see yeah. <laughs> what what they're gonna like put. And what basically? Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know what? Honestly, hopefully, we can get like a an Avengers or just Marvel related like sort of ride at Disneyland. That'd be cool. That'd be Even though sick. it's not, I mean, sure they own like the, you know the MCU's in association with Disney right now. But if they brought in like the Fantastic Four or something yeah. like that, there's so many like different like properties that they could put into rides. I mean, that's not the main point of this, but you know, yeah, it'd be I cool. It'd be cool. The, yeah. They have the Guardians of the Galaxy ride that replaced yeah. the Tower of Terror, so I guess if they that's added something upsetting. over there. I know, it does suck. Yeah. It's old news, but it sucks. Yeah, we'll have to go next, uh, this, no, yeah, next summer. Comic-Con. Comic-Con and Disneyland. Twisted. Twisted. Alright, we'll move along All right, here. So, as we said, we're one week away from The Last Jedi, filming this Thursday, once again. Um, so we have some Star Wars news uh, regarding Daisy Ridley right now. So We do, we do. Uh, so we reported last week, uh, man, among many others, that Daisy Ridley said that she plans on like being done with Star Wars after Episode Nine. But she sort of clarified slash backpedaled on those comments recently. She she said that everyone blew it out of proportion, and that she was just saying that the character, I mean, her contract and the character, it's there's going to be sort of a, a conclusive a conclusive feel, you know. Uh, she doesn't. No one knows that. Basically, the lesson is we don't really know the future of her in Star Wars or anything. We just freaked out a little. Yeah, it's big news when or, someone says. Or she actually got that money offer that we were talking. Maybe. About. Maybe. Um. Well, in regards to that, how do you feel? About uh, it? I, don't, I. I guess either way. Like we said, it'll be good if she doesn't have like a contractual obligation for like three more movies or anything. Right. She can like actually, you know, like flex her muscles and as as a, as an actor and do different things. But it'll I'm glad that there's you know, it's still open for her to be in. Yeah. And Ray to be in the Star Wars universe. I like right. Ray, my favorite character. Yeah. S- saying that like it's like kind of like the end of Ray's story, what I hope they don't do if they do 10, 11, 12 is so now that the like the original cast is, you know, like they're 
kind of what brought you into Star Wars and like you know he had like yeah. these new characters taking it over passing the torch if you will so I hope this time around it's not going to be the same thing like Ray's <laughs> nah. Luke and you know Finn's like hot, whatever you know what I mean yeah, that'd that be kind bullshit. of thing that would be I would hate for that to kind of happen like rely on those characters if anything just give us brand new and then have her like well, like, we don't know what's going to happen in Last Jedi or Nine, so whatever, like, her character goes, maybe there could be, like, some sort of, like, small little thing in there, maybe, like, a mention of her within dialogue. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. So. But I guess the easy way out of this for them is they can put their efforts into the continuing anthology films and then the new uh, Ryan Johnson trilogy, so we don't have to worry about... Yeah, we I don't mean, have to totally worry about. Yeah, like after nine, they're going to be doing. They're not going to do uh, more trilogy stories. They're going to stick to the anthologies for a while, I believe. Yeah, well, they're not going to do any Skywalker sagas, right? Right. Okay. Which may or may not be over. I guess. I mean, they're sort of planning it, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Ryan Johnson's trilogy, oh no, actually, I'm okay. Speaking of Ryan, <laughs> fuck that. Okay, Last Jedi. Sorry, yeah. uh, we. Ryan Johnson said that his first cut of The Last Jedi was actually over three hours long, which is interesting. We know that it's about two and a half hours, the longest Star Wars running, but... Which is still good, but yeah. fuck it, give me the three hours. <laughs> I, I would sit through a three-hour Star well, Wars movie. I mean, probably, enough, yeah. Man. But yeah, but I'm sure he cut it down. I have confidence in him, you know, him and the editor. It's one of those things where, like I said, usually with movies, there's stuff you kind of have to cut when it's that long. Yeah. And yeah. But uh, like as you were about to say, Ryan Johnson, yeah. it's been announced that he's getting his own trilogy. If you guys don't know, yeah, uh, it's still unaware if he's going to be uh, like what it's going to be about. A lot of people are pushing for that um, old Republic stuff, but you know what do you? Uh, think well, uh, I'll tell you what Johnson thinks. He, in an interview recently, he basically literally, I think he literally said that he's not doing Old Republic. Okay. He's not like adapting the game. He said he loves that the game. Yeah, he played he, the first when it came out. Aware of it, yeah, and everything. But he basically highlighted again that it's probably going to be you know all new characters and locations. Nothing really about time frame. Although he left it open for others to come in. Right. But uh, how do I feel about that? I feel pretty great because it'll be nice to see something like new, new. Yeah. Uh, the newest of new that I mean, Force Awakens was new in like the character aspect, and but but and still then, ties in with the original. Yeah, so it's not. and then Rogue One was a little different, but I thought they reined it in too much, and it, it you know it was it's still like what we're familiar with in the era and dealing with like right before New Hope, but it'll be nice to see. We haven't seen anything like super new since the prequels, which didn't turn out well for a lot of people. They didn't right. like them, but yeah. it's exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that they, because it was either Kathleen Kennedy, like saying, like talking about Ryan Johnson's comments or something like that, um, talking about exploring a world that we have, like, we don't know anything about. And maybe they could do something with the whole Galaxy's Edge uh, world that they're putting in Star Wars because I, I, feel like I remember hearing something about that they were going to... It was going to be mentioned in the movie or something like that, which, why not, you know? Yeah, hey. Yeah, I mean, that'll make the attraction, like, t like more awesome. I don't know. I guess. I guess. Like, it was, it's from the movie. I don't know. Oh, he shed it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I'm still looking forward to the trilogy. But like you said, like, I hope it's something, like, really new because that'd be, you know, nobody wants just what The Force Awakens did. That's why I liked Rogue One more because... It felt more fresher to me than the Force Awakens. I remember at the first like sequence of the Force Awakens when Poe puts yeah. like the chip in BB-8. I went like this. I went, huh? Hold like it's something. Like I didn't know what it was at first. Was something just hit me? I was like, that's not. That doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. too fresh. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, guys, we're gonna Moving be still on. talking about Disney here. Um, the Little Mermaid actually. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like my Photoshop job if you're watching. Okay. <laughs> Some scary creature. Um, oh, okay. That's good. So, uh, a live action Little Mermaid is on its way. Uh, Rob Marshall, who's directed Chicago and Into the Woods, looks like he's going to be named as a director. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has award winning films to his name, as well as a couple Disney adventures, such, you know, Into the Woods, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and then he's just finishing up uh, work on the Mary Poppins reboot. So yeah, uh, you feeling anything about this? I forgot that we're getting the Mary Poppins reboot. That it it slips under your radar. About, yeah, it does. it's coming out next year, I believe. Yeah, I'll tell you what's pretty cool is that uh, him being a part of Pirates of the Caribbean: Stranger Tides. There were mermaids like in that. I mean, they were eating people, and everything, <laughs> but it's fitting. I mean, he's a different tone. He's dealt with them, sure. Although it would be cool to see Ariel as like some flesh eating, like I don't know, fin flapping woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> What do, you, what do you think about that? Uh, thin flapping woman? No, not the thin flapping woman, but uh, just in general. A different. It's. I guess I'm happy. I mean, I've. I actually. I don't think I've seen anything he's really done. I saw Into the Woods, but I'm not big on musicals, so it was only all right. It's just once again, it's like the Mulan casting news recently. Like, it's good to see it getting off the ground because I like these live action remakes. And right. I, I'm. I'm interested to see what they do. And with his experience on, you know, in uh, the Pirates franchise, I mean. Yeah. We'll see what he can do with uh, this Under the Water franchise. Yeah. I, I, you know, even though that Disney's, like, doing... I mean, they of course, they had to be close to what their anim- top, like, animated movies is about and everything. Yeah. I like to see someone do, like, a different take on it, though. Oh, Just slightly. Uh, I don't... I can't remember the studio. Because, you know, things like this, uh, they're, um... Like, other studios can do, like, live-action stuff. Like, there was another Jungle Book movie at the same time as the other one. Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere, I don't remember the studio or director or anything, but there was a planned, uh, I think Fox, actually. Okay. Fox. (laughs) They were planning a few years ago working on a Little Mermaid movie, and uh, Chloe Grace Moretz was, I Uh. think she was rumored to be Ariel, and it was going to be, like, a little bit, you know, different, pushing the envelope. Yeah. Yeah, so... For those of you who don't know, I love Chloe Grace Moretz. I really do. She's great. Um, right. So what do we got next? Uh, we're moving on to the MCU. Still Disney, but uh, a little bit Marvel news. So Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's going to be a sequel to 2015's Ant-Man. Uh, it's being said that this Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be MCU's first romantic comedy. <laughs> which, the f- uh, the yeah. first MCU movie where men will chant and rave about and like want to take their girlfriends, and the yeah. girlfriends will talk about how sensitive their man is. It's great. How the turntables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I mean, like we like. I guess like we've been talking about like how Marvel is kind of like putting like different like you know a heist movie and. Like incorporating like those like into their um, in their movies, I guess. What do you call it? Plot like incorporating analysis. incorporating those elements into Thank their yes, superhero exactly. movies. Couldn't get the words out. Um, it's okay. it's but yeah, I, I mean, cool. I, I guess it works. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of Ant Man to be honest. Yeah. I like the I first movie. I didn't like the movie that much. Really? Okay. Yeah. But um, the only thing I'll say is this is just like when they said Ant Man was sort of a heist movie and sort of like Avengers is going to have that sort of element it's one of those things where it's going to be so minute it's not going to be a romantic comedy I can almost guarantee probably there's just yeah. it's just going to be like the romance and comedy elements yeah, they can <laughs> say like whatever they want but ultimately Into- it is Marvel and they you know they put their stamp on yep. it so yep. it is what it is alright okay. guys uh, the MCU is pretty organized in the way that they do things and whatnot. they got God, it going damn, nice photoshop job right there <laughs> I colored the suit myself man uh, okay oh nice <laughs> um, I was talking more about the mustache, I, I but uh, 
talking about things, it's it's a little sad, but uh, we'll yeah. be talking about the DCU right now. All right. Well, we can dampen Kaysen's spirits a little, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, just continue. <laughs> so apparently Warner Brothers is working on releasing a, a Superman Blu-ray package, like mm-hmm. a trilogy of all the films that Henry Cavill's done so far. You know, so Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League. And uh, there's a rumor that there's going to be an extended version of Justice League, maybe. And uh, I also maybe we'll get a look at the black suited version of Superman that everyone was pining for because the cinematographer, what's his name, uh, Fabian, Fabian Wagner, Wagner, whatever, uh, he said that they did shoot scenes with the black suit. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Know. That's kind of interesting to me. I've Hol- heard it was also like inconsequential, like they it didn't like actually mean much, but still. Yeah, I don't. I don't want the extended cut of Justice League. I <laughs> want Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Right. Okay. So this could mean one of two things, Chase. Either the face of the DCU, um, since Ben Affleck has stepped down, that they're going to be putting Henry Cavill as the face of this, or Warner Brothers in DC is refusing to give him a Man of Steel 2, so it was like, but here's a box set, you know? Oh, you know what? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Man of Steel 2, it's actually, they're basically, they are refusing to do it. It's, God damn well, it! It's officially been put back on hold. They're, they've really kind of stopped developing it. Back on hold? It's always yeah. been on hold. Well, no, a few, I think a few weeks ago they were kicking up. They're like, oh, we're uh, getting back work on it. But now they're like, no thanks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so <laughs> it is one of those two things. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Man. Well, I'll uh, sandwich. How do you feel about it, though? How do I feel about that? Yeah. I don't know. I guess the Blu-ray package is kind of cool. Because those movies are sloppy to me, and I'm not a humongous fan of DC, but it seems like a good money-making avenue, and they can have a lot of cool special features huh. and extended cut. Ooh. Ask me if I'm going to buy it. Uh, are you going to buy yes. it, <laughs> Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. All right. Here but we, we can move on to something that's up and coming with the DCU. Uh, is Shazam. <laughs> For now. Yeah. Oh, we'll, oh God. We'll, we'll what? Sa- we're sa- we're sand- I'm sandwiching the good news in between the bad news of the DC. Okay, so, so this here's is the good. good- news? Yeah. Okay. So Shazam, uh, Dylan Glazer from uh, he played Eddie in It this year. Yes. Great movie, as we said. A great movie. Uh, he has a role in Shazam. Woohoo! Uh, he's gonna play Freddy, who's Billy Atson's only friend that is actually aware. Just put an F in his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Uh, he's he's uh, Billy Atson's only friend that's really aware that he can turn into Shazam or say Shazam and turn ah, into the dude. Dude. So yeah, how, how you feeling about I, some as soon as Mr. You Glazer? Said that, immediately thought of um, oh God, what's his uh, name? Probably in Jimmy. Spider-Man Homecoming. Jimmy. No, it's no. not uh, Ned. Yeah. yeah, Ned. So that basically went because he knows, you know, he won't stop asking him questions yeah. about the suit and all that other junk. So that's probably going to be the same thing. Uh, try not to copy Marvel too much, guys. Um, even though, yes, you do need a Kevin Feige and all this other stuff, but uh, you know, it what it is. What it is. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna make you feel worse again. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Sort of. We talked about this a little before, but uh, the division of Warner Brothers Entertainment, it's undergoing a major shakeup in January. The DCU division, apparently, since Justice League to them is pretty much a failure at this point, like critically, money-wise, there, you know, there's no coming, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> so John Berg, who was a partner, a partner with Jeff Johns in like the co-creative officer role, he's leaving. I forget. He's going to another studio to fill the same position, basically. Uh, Jeff Johns is going to stay in the co-creative officer role, but now the Warner Brothers Picture Group president, Toby Emmerich, is considering like uh, dissolving the DCU division and like just putting it back under the tent of all their movies, kind of like Sony does with their superheroes and Fox as well. So uh, that's just the beginning, I guess, of the major shakeup. So we'll see. 
It looks like the foundation of the DCU is crumbling and they're going to try and build it back up. Here's what I fucking think. Oof. Make Jeff Johns your goddamn Kevin Feige already. Jesus hey. Christ, they just came out with Doomsday Clock comic book, okay? Yep. And it's getting tremendous reviews on it and everything like that. Jeff Johns has got to be one of the best comic book writers to date. So make him your Kevin Feige for God's sakes. He knows he. that's the problem with these fucking movies is that you're dealing with a bunch of producers and associates who fucking don't know comic books and what's best for the fucking films. Put somebody who actually knows and gives a shit about this stuff just like a Kevin Feige would. That's all you fucking need. You need someone to drive the boat here and so we know where we're fucking going because – we as an audience don't know where they're going, and Warner <laughs> Brothers doesn't know where the fuck they're going. So it's like, God damn it! There you yeah. go, Chase. I mean, yeah, I think I agree. They just okay. need they just need structure. They do need structure. Uh, we'll move on though. And the fucking people fired. <laughs> Actually, and we're gonna end the DCU with I think some good news for you. Yeah. Uh, so that's the right picture. So a Harley <laughs> Quinn movie. We know that Suicide Squad Two is in development. We know that Harley and the Joker is probably gonna be a thing. Then also maybe uh, Gotham City Sirens, but Margo, I, I don't know where that's at. In status, but. <laughs> it's been mentioned and now it's disappeared. But um, yeah. uh, Margot Robbie recently said in an interview that she's been for the past two years she's been developing a a separate Harley Quinn solo movie, like from, separate from all those. So I mean, hey, we'll see. She seems passionate about it. There's no real details. She didn't give anything, but uh, actually there hey. is uh, some updated hey. information. Uh, she's actually working on three. But she doesn't know which one she's going to be doing yet. That's right. the problem. But this is what I'm saying, man. It's just like I would have rather have her just said one, like you just said, because now they Warner Brothers in DC they always tell us oh, we're getting this, this, and that, and it's like, oh wait a minute, because they don't even know how their next movie is going to do, how Aquaman goes or whatever. You know, I think if anything, it, okay, let's just say Aquaman goes insanely well. The director or whatever, Maybe. make him also like, like you know co-partner with Jeff Johns or, or something like or that. Ju- yeah. One of the best directors. Or Patty Jenkins, dude. Make Patty... I would love to see what Patty Jenkins would have done with Justice League, to be honest. They need, yeah, they just need, like I said before, like whether it's Juan, Patty Jenkins, or someone else, they need to find... One, like we said, they need the creative head, and then yeah. they need the, a director. They need to pick a character or movies to go with as the center of the universe and yeah. get that director on there. Yeah, I mean, the only way that they could possibly fix this at this point is the Flashpoint, because, you know, yeah. the whole... Uh, the the paradox and everything so yeah. it's just uh, basically resetting things which they could do because of the storyline and everything like that it's the only way you could think of it because I do not want to see the DCU just you know like okay we're scrapping everything now and starting all over I do not want that because I love yeah. everybody who's playing their characters sad for Affleck still um, and they're great representations of these characters they play them well like I believe them and I, I've fallen in love with these characters <laughs> Just the plots I'm not falling in love with here, and it yeah. it sucks, man. Because every the cast you can't deny the casting for each one of these characters: Harley, Joker, you know, Batman, Superman. And the casting has been wonderful. So I don't want like anyone to leave or scrap this all together. It's just it just sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough day to be a DC fanboy. Hopefully they can get it together. Because I'm not a, put Christopher yeah. Nolan in charge of that shit. <laughs> Do something. Yeah, I feel like he'd deny it though. He'd be like, you know, I'm definitely because it's not his. Yeah. It's he not his forte. More realistic and everything like that, which was good. Yeah. Um. And honestly, if 
they probably should put him in there because we always don't need a swirling ring trash in the sky or something apocalyptic, for God's sakes. But, All right. yeah. All right, moving on, though. Moving on. Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. The trailer dropped, uh, yeah. what was it, yesterday? Trailer dropped today. Oh, today. I think, well, we saw it, it's already online from a few sources, but I think at the... I don't know if halftime has occurred on Thursday Night Football, but that's okay. when it's supposed to drop. Awesome. But, all right. All right. Give us some details. So, some plot details have emerged. Ooh. I think they're pretty awesome, actually. Okay. We'll talk about the trailer in a second, too. Uh, so, <laughs> several... It takes place... Fallen Kingdom is taking place several years after the events of the first Jurassic World, and it's going to be on the infamous island, Isla Nubar. Uh, the island is facing destruction due to a volcano erupting and uh, doing volcano-like things. And then Claire, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, she's being she's hired to save the dinosaurs. There's a, like a I guess there's like an activist group for the dinosaurs and like the people who like own the island. And then she brings back Owen, Chris Pratt's character, in to help. So yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Kason and I watched the trailer a little earlier. How'd you feel about it? Um, I, w- we- I wasn't too into uh, like when I saw the trailer for Jurassic World. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting the same exact thing, you know, like, okay, dinosaurs going to be on the loose, they're going to start eating people, all those stuff. Um, this looks actually, like, very interesting to me, and I think I might want to go see it. I mean, I don't know what happened at the end of Jurassic uh, World. Hopefully that won't affect my experience going into this. Probably it will. Um, yeah, whatever. Can, I have the DVD. Okay, well, I watched, like, the first half of it, and I just oh, couldn't yeah. continue because it's too much the same of Jurassic Park. It's like, yeah. what are you going to do? This just looks, uh, I don't know, I just like the, the, like you were saying, like, the twist on it uh, and everything yeah. like that. It's it's just different. Like, they're going to, like, try to save the species of dinosaurs together as a whole or whatever. And I remember, like, I was listening to other people talk about this, um, saying how in Jurassic World that they, they were talking about something about, like, militarizing, like, weaponizing these, yeah. uh, the dinosaurs or something like that. I immediately thought of, like, Dr. Evil's, like, I just want freaking lizard beams on raptors' heads, okay? Uh, it would work. <laughs> it would be cool. Um, but, uh, so, apparently that's not the case, and they're just going to go save the yeah. dinosaurs well, or something I don't like know. That. I mean, I don't know. The cliff, I don't know what's going on here, but the cliff, it looks cool, ultimately. Okay, go ahead. The cliff, <laughs> one of the, <laughs> god damn it, let me speak. One of the... <laughs> The cliffhangers from Jurassic World. I don't know if you saw that part. Um, um, oh God! Uh, off the cliff. I think his name Doctor what Doctor Wu. I think you know the the guy. He's, yeah, he was in the. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. No. Everyone knows who I'm talking <laughs> about. I'm losing it here. Okay, so Doctor Wu. He. <laughs> I get it all the time. Yeah, he uh, took some like. You know, eggs, DNA, whatever samples, what he needed to keep working on the stuff he was doing, and he went uh, went off with uh, the military guy that was trying oh, to. Work. So that's okay. one of the cliffhangers. We didn't see him in the trailer, but there's there it is. They're not continuing. So it could happen. It could. Oh, but we'll see. Right. But uh, I agree with him. Uh, it's nice that it's fresh. I like Jurassic World enough, but it was sort of Force Awakens vibe to yeah. where it was just sort of a rehash, yeah. just in a different package, a little bigger. That's, but yeah. this one looks. It'll it'll be more of the same, really, because dinosaurs chasing people and whatnot. But I like we said, it feels fresher. I like the I like the aesthetic that they've been going with the destruction we saw in the trailer. That the uh, screenshot behind us, if you're watching, yeah. it looks good, man. It looks yeah. good. I mean, that's the thing about sequels, man. It's just like, for example, like with a comedy. Every time they put like, okay, Dumb and Dumber Two, for example, what do they always do? Just because it's two, a sequel, whatever you want to call it, yeah. they take the thing about like the characters or just the plot in general and they times it by two yep. they fucking made Harry and Lloyd in Dumb and Dumber 2 
twice as stupid and it just wasn't it didn't funny. Work. It was forced and everything like that. And that also goes for action films because it's just like, okay, so we're doing the same thing. It's just a different bad guy or whatever. That could easily happen with the same thing. Basically, Jurassic World was that. So this, I'm not getting that vibe. It, like Essentially, it feels different. Yeah, I agree. Sequels are always a catch-22 because we always want more. And some things, sequels are good like franchises, but we always want more. But the problem is you see a good movie, you're like, oh, I want more of that. You don't want more of that. You want another good movie. Yeah. <laughs> well said. All right, we'll All right, move Chase. on. Now is your time to freak out because it's Alien Covenant. Well, yeah, sort of freak out. It's a tough time. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, once again, <laughs> once again, <laughs> Ridley Scott has reiterated that the next Alien movie, you know, following up with uh, on Alien Covenant, is and any that he might do after will continue to veer away from the actual Alien Xenomorph. I've said many times before, Prometheus. They tried to do something a little more separate, a little away from the monster horror stuff and the actual Alien. People, some people wanted more of that. They tried to shoehorn it into Covenant. It didn't work out because that aspect sucked and the characters weren't great. And now Ridley Scott is continuing his focus on AI, which I don't, I don't know, Kason. I, I got to tell I you, I can't get. I mean, you you have the four here, man. I can't tell you anything. It's tough. I'm actually I like the prequel so far. Prometheus was it's my second favorite favorite movie of all time. It will forever be underrated. It's really, really, really good. Covenant. Not as good. I've already said did why it doesn't both work. Do not so great at the box office. Uh, Prometheus did good. It was a success. Prometheus Coven- did. Okay, yeah, cool. Covenant was less so. <laughs> I think they made a tiny bit of money or broke even. You know, it's just it's interesting because Ridley Scott. He originally was going to do something real alien when he started Prometheus. It was going to be like an alien prequel, but then they scaled it back and it was a cool movie. And then he didn't want to go back to the alien thing. He wanted to keep going with his Promethean vibe and these big, huge ideas and this real, like, sci-fi fantasy instead of the sci-fi horror. But now fans and the studio forced him back into it. And a lot of people feel like Covenant was a bit of a fuck you. Because he was quoted on set like, oh, do they want aliens? I'll, I'll give, give them fucking aliens. aliens. Yeah. yeah. So, and now he's he's playing up the AI aspect and a lot of people aren't liking it in the Alien universe. It feels like he's just going against the fans, man. I know you want to do what you want to do, and I understand it. I like it. But after so long, you got to stop like, uh, what's the word? I don't know. You just He's being a dick at this point. He's like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm taking this universe. and I'm some fan services. I guess, yeah. Okay. He's just taking the universe and making it something else. And ugh. Something that's not. I what I can't Alien really was like what it sort is of, to you sort as of. a fan. Okay. I mean, I actually like I said, I sort of support support doing something different, but whatever. I can't get my thoughts together on this right now. It, You'll hear plenty about it next it seems year. Seems conflicting in you. It's tough, dude. Yeah. <laughs> every I day it. I think about it I, every hey, day. Chase, tell, I understand you what know. it's like to be a fucking fan and like just you know. everything to go to shit. So it's <laughs> just all right, guys. But well, we'll move on here. Um, actually, some interesting news, which I'm really fucking loving. Uh, the Twilight news. Zone. Chase, please tell us. Twilight Zone. So, the classic sci-fi horror anthology, it's making a comeback. It's going to be available on CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming service. I didn't know they had one yet. Yeah, they have one now. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, I, they do now. <laughs> I think it started this year, maybe last year. Oh, okay. But whatever. Cool. I, don't, I don't have it. Fuck the important stuff. <laughs> the important part, it's going to be produced by our guy Jordan Peele. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Brian Singer. He's done some good things, but he's in hot water right now. Correct. And then Marco Ramirez, who's the showrunner of uh, Daredevil and The Defenders on Netflix. Yes. 
notification. How are you feeling about uh, Twilight dude, Zone? I'm, I'm freaking loving this. It is for all you who don't know, I just saw Get Out with this guy, and I freaking loved it. There was just one thing that bothered me about it, and it's a very small thing. But other than that, I loved it, and I didn't know that Jordan Peele, honestly, I always saw him as this comedy guy on Key and Peele, and I had no idea he had the capability to do something like that, and I loved it. So great to have him on board. Like we said, Brian Singer, he's... He does good work, but he is in some hot water right now. And uh, Marco Ramirez doing Daredevil and the Defenders. Um, I was a huge fan of Daredevil and the Punisher. Uh, hopefully, we'll get like another season of either Punisher or Daredevil soon. Probably Daredevil first. Um, and so, yeah, dude, I'm just like seeing the people who are attached to this. Definitely, uh, I love the Twilight Zone. My grandpa and me used to watch it when I was little. Freaked the absolute hell out of me, but so good. And uh, it's kind of like an American Horror Story kind of thing, except that they don't take one season focusing on, yeah. uh, like, you know, they take an entire season focusing on one thing. Twilight Zone, one episode, something different each time. So it's yeah. like you don't it's need like, to keep up with it. If if you haven't seen The Twilight Zone and you're watching this, it would be uh, Black Mirror is like the sort of modern day, a sort of modern day version. So, yeah. Okay. it's um, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was... It went on in the 50s. I'm not sure if it was, like, later. But uh, basically ha- saying that, I was like, I don't know if you can get that much better than the originals because you have that just, like, the creepiness of it being black and white in the decade it was, and you're like, yeah. the way that people were, like, even thinking back then is like, fuck, like, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, dude, I'm really looking forward to it. So is it going to be, like, uh, is it going to be, like, so it's going to be a TV series, but... Um, I wonder if they're going to do like a whole, kind of an American Horror Story thing, like a whole season's based on it. My best. Because this is like too good of like people attached to this for it to just be like, okay, we'll do one. Well, you know, at the same time, that'd be cool because if three of them had three great ideas, you know, then you just yeah. one episode there, one episode yeah. there. So My, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be like it how it was where each episode is, it's an anthology where each episode is, is its own story, you know? Yeah, I would hope so. And uh, like one person said online, I guess it was Collider I was reading, uh, shout out to whoever wrote that. Uh, I hope that since it's an anthology, you know, different episodes, hopefully uh, Jordan Peele gets his hand on writing and or directing an episode or something. Definitely. That'd be yeah. sick. But yeah, yeah I'm excited. Sick. I watched The Twilight Zone for... A good while. It's, it's been great, It's man. been years. It's, it's been awesome. so long, but yeah. It's something I forget about a lot of times. Yeah, definitely. It's, I, God, I forgot. I, like, I hope that they'll get like a very cool voice because you remember the narration, yeah. dude? I can't even think who like would be great for that, honestly, off the top of my head. And a lot of the people who I do think of, they're like fucking dead now. So it's like, Aww. yeah, um... What's like? I, I want to think about this. Like, who, what's the minute. first name that comes to your mind? Uh, well, just narration. Honestly, I don't yeah. know if he could do it as creepy, but uh, Morgan Freeman. He's got that golden voice. Remember? Hell no, that's who not was creepy. the dude? Who was the dude from? Um, who did War of the Worlds in two thousand seven? Do you remember? Who did that? I I can't remember that the, the voice. One with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I don't know. There's narration in that. Yeah, it was in the beginning and the end. Oh really? Huh. Um. I was thinking, like, you know, if this Vincent Price was, like, still alive or something like that, that'd be great. Quality. If uh, Christopher, no, wait, who played Count Dooku again? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. That'd be great. Um, yeah, man. That was just, like, those are great voices, but it, it sucks. Like, I, I want to see someone. Yeah. It'd be cool to have somebody known, and you're like, oh, shit, that's even cooler. I don't yeah. know. So, we'll see. Yeah, we will I'm see. I'm sure they'll find someone good for it. Definitely. 
Um, but talking about like creepy horror shit, um, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, I am very afraid of the dark. <laughs> no, 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 the news. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so are you afraid of the dark? We talked about this before. The classic 90s TV series is being rebooted to a, a film. It's going to be written by Gary Dauberman. He's written it, uh, some movies in the Conjuring series. Yeah. But now we have a release date for this movie. It's going to be October 11th, 2019. Yeah, so get ready, I guess. If you're excited to see it, just yep. mark your calendar there. Yeah, I, I don't care. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, a little happier now, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. We're still on that train. Yeah. We now have news that Ryan Reynolds will indeed voice Pikachu himself. Yeah, so if you weren't interested before, you might be a little m- bit more now. Yeah, we've got some star power. And we also have basically the plot. It's uh, it's said that Justice Smith, his character, he's gonna play a character whose father is kidnapped, so he hires Detective Pikachu, and then Catherine Newton's gonna play a sassy journalist who helps them with the case. So, Kason, how are you feeling about Detective uh, Pikachu? I mean, even though Ryan Red, <laughs> like I'll, I'll definitely like look into the trailer and everything like that if I like what I see, you know, like fuck it. Um, still though, it's it's I because I, I don't know how they're gonna do this. Like, I don't remember if they've said like he's gonna be animated, yeah. but he's like in the, like you know realistic world or what? Yeah, yeah, it is live action, and he's so gonna, it's be, gonna be some like Smurf, like fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know. I've never actually read the story. The only thing I can keep imagining right now is... No, not like that. I'm saying, like, so it's going to have cartoons and fucking... Okay. Yeah, cartoons in the real world. All right. But no, what I keep imagining is, you know, like, the Pikachu suits where, like, they have the mouth and people... I keep imagining Ryan Reynolds just walking around in that, just being fucking Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool He's, like, on drugs, and then that's (laughs) it. He's like, I am Pikachu. Oh, God. Oh, that's funny. All right, moving on from that, though, because that's all that's exciting about it. Another uh, Franco alert. All right, Chase, freak the hell out. A boy named Shell. Uh, so James Franco has added another project to his busy slate. He's going to direct and star in A Boy Named Shell, which mm-hmm. is the biography by Lisa Rogak based on uh, Shell Silverstein's life. And uh, I'm not sure. There's no release date, no nothing, because it's just... He's, like, attached to do it, and he's, like I said, he's got a lot going on, but are you feeling anything about Um, A Boy Named Shell? I don't think there's been, so this is, it's on, so it's the life of, uh, okay, no, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, there hasn't been one of Shell Silverstein before, right? I don't believe so. Okay, so, I mean, that's cool, I mean, like, (laughs) to get a biopic on him, like, you know, out of a lot of biopics that they do, or, like, people who are kind of, like, stupid, I mean, this, (laughs) this is kind of, this is kind of cool, um... Also, good for James Franco, man. I mean, Franco. he's, like, having a hot streak right now. Like, he's, like, just putting out greatness after greatness, really. He's but, you doing know, it. since we're on the topic of James Franco right now, I want to hear your thoughts because I'm about to, like, ah, right. oh, jeez, man. You might be really upset. Um, okay. so I heard this, okay? Sure. This is something I heard. He heard. Um, I, yeah. I don't want to jump the gun here. All right. But apparently there has been some rumors floating around about James Franco having some sexual allegations towards oh, no. children. Oh, no. Franco. <laughs> yeah. He, he has had a fucking incident before, I guess. Yeah. Sort of an incident. So, um, the, yeah, innocent Instagram guilty, thing. but how are you feeling about that? Man? Might have to jump off that train. I mean, I, I love James Franco so far for what I know him as, you yeah. know, the movies he's done, but we'll see. Like I said, he did have a thing a while back where he was... It oh looked God, like he was that. trying to uh, get with the, a 17-year-old like through Instagram, which is shady as fuck, Mr. Franco. But it's sort of been forgotten. I don't know if it was actually proved or what happened, but, I mean, it's... See, here's the thing that sucks, man. If it's he's like, what, one of the people, if he's one of those guys, then yeah, get out of here, my friend. 
damn. You know, <laughs> I respect you for that because you love this guy to death and everything. So rightfully can't, so. Can't yeah, stand I understand. For it. But I mean, dude, that's the thing that sucks about all this is because the day, like the age that we're living in, like of social media, you know, it's just it's. I, it it seems like as though like okay so for example like the whole Kevin Spacey thing it no. seems like people had to go and do the research enough to completely take him out of a role in a movie and you know do reshoots and everything like that but it honestly seems like nowadays because of how rampant it is it seems as though like anybody could just point the finger and if considering like I said like how rampant it is people wouldn't even like bat an eye or do research of it and then just like oh you know See, it's kind of scary. Maybe. It's one of those things where I see what you're saying, but that's also a bad argument to make because you don't, you don't really want to jump to the conclusion. It will always be a worry, but you don't want to... Well, that's the thing. is like people like accusing people without doing research, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean... Make sure. It's one of those things where you got to make sure if someone's like accused of like rape or any sort of sexual assault or by one or especially more people. Like you said, do your research. But one of those things, you should probably always be immediately a little hard because when you start getting to the point where you're thinking like, oh, well, now all these women or even men are just going to start coming forward with random allegations trying to make their money, you don't really want to think like that. But still, I I see what you're saying. I I do agree. It's tough. You want to value the person's like... You got to take that seriously before you turn around and be like, oh, now it could just be a money grab or they're lying. But yeah. I do agree. It's honestly, it's it just, is a double-edged sword, though. You have to do both yeah. at the same time because you want you don't want to be like you, you got to be like objective. Exactly. I mean, that's also like it, it is a tough thing. It's a tough just topic in general because, like I yeah. said, it's just like it seems like anybody could just get accused of anything at this yeah. point now. It, well, it's one of those things where like uh, where people are. It seems stuff like this. You don't think about it every day because well of course we don't want to it's just you know a really tough subject and everything but now that you're seeing all this it's like you think anyone could be accused it's like anyone and could be doing it and it really reveals kind of how rampant that sort of those attitudes and those systems of like you know in hollywood or people of power abusing it's how it's always been there and like like we keep saying hopefully it's good that we're cleaning it cleaning it out and hopefully it leads to long-lasting change like an actual change how we that think. people will finally realize like you know what we can't do this shit anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is a good thing so all right uh, moving on from that though Franco. <laughs> moving yeah, on sorry dude That's i, did, I don't want to crush you i good, just man. i really wanted to see your reaction in this i'll be i'll find someone else to i like jude law hopefully he hasn't done anything just fucked focus up on daisy ridley <laughs> daisy ridley all right see there it is all um, right uh, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about <laughs> Uh, Quentin Tarantino. Every time I see his last name, I think of Gran Torino, that fucking Clint yep. Eastwood movie, every single time. All right, go ahead, though. Uh, Tarantino. So his ninth film. We have a release date. Uh, it's And a plot synopsis, actually. Ooh. No title yet. Okay. So the synopsis is a male TV actor who's had one hit series and is looking for a way to get into the film business. And then he has a sidekick who's also his stunt double. He's looking for the same thing. So that seems to be the you know the two characters we're following. And then it's going to take place uh, in L.A. and during the same time as like the Manson family murders, which I guess are like that's like a backdrop to it. Yes. And the release date is August 9th, 2019, which is the 50th anniversary of the Manson murders. Yeah. So So, weird. Yeah. (laughs) But um, marketing. Yeah. I want to ask I want to get your thoughts on this because it's like usually I'm not sensitive to these kind of things or whatever. But honestly, (laughs) it it seems a little weird putting it out like on the 50th anniversary because – that almost sounds like you're glorifying the yes, murders in a yes. sense. How do you? Are you? Yeah. I'm basically on, that on the same train. Okay. I mean, 
I put in the notes like weird, but marketing. I sort of anniversary is like a good thing. There's yes. nothing good about. Oh it. no, so, there's no way. Yeah, I do agree. I feel like it could move for several reasons, and I, I agree. I feel like they should move it. Honestly, yeah, not gonna lie. It's was, a little, it's was a little this intentional. Well, like I, it seems intentional. I mean, how yeah. do you? How do you? I know they do. They are. First of all, I can't even believe it's been fifty fucking years. Yeah, I guess. You know, like when you think about the eighties or something like that, it doesn't. Oh, man, even though it was right. the sixties, but it doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. But then, damn, dude. Yeah. Anyways, though, continue what you were saying. I think no, that's it. Like I said, I guess they should probably just move it. I do agree with you. Yeah. Try not to be like. I try not to be overly sensitive. Yeah, about or it, like, but, but it's just that's it's, weird. It's a little. Yeah, it's weird. You're it's making odd. me uncomfortable. Okay, maybe not that far, but... I am a little uncomfortable. Yeah, All right. Speaking of uh, Tarantino. Tarantino. Tarantino almost again. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, another... Oh, I fucking love this picture. Another film of his that's in development, uh, a Star Trek film. So it's... We didn't talk about this last week. It's been breaking news that Tarantino has... He's always kind of talked about doing a Star Trek film, but I guess recently he pitched one, to an JJ. idea to J.J. Abrams, you know, producer of the current series over at Paramount, and he liked it. He told it to the company, and they were like, we like it. So now they have a writer's room and everything, and they're working on the idea. Everybody like it. Uh, so everyone, <laughs> I think that was racist. Everyone in the writing room right now is Mark L. Smith. He wrote on The Revenant. Uh, Drew Pierce from Iron Man 3. And then Lindsay Beer, nice name. Uh, she wrote, wrote on Chaos Walking. And it's looking like Smith is the favorite to get the job to write the screenplay. Because right now they're just bouncing around the idea and they're trying to craft a story. Okay. And uh, we still don't know if Tarantino is going to direct. That's the goal for Paramount. But, I, you know, it's going to be – that would be his 10th film. Who knows if he actually wants to do a franchise. How are you feeling about a Tarantino Star Trek film, um, Jason? I'm not a Star Trek fan. Same. I'm not a Trekkie, as you will. I am a – Diehard junkie whore Star Wars fan. Okay, so there it is. Cards on, on the table. Tombstone. As if you guys didn't know that already. <laughs> um, Secret but time. honestly, it sucks me in for a little uh, a Tarantino Star Trek film. I'm. Oh yeah. I'm trying to even think of what that would look it's a, like. It's but. also going to be uh, rated R. That's what it's looking like, dude. That's even cooler. Oh man, those laser guns are going to do some damage in this. <laughs> People are gonna get fucked. Yeah, probably. What do you think about it? I don't know. This is interesting. Like, I I agree. I'm not a not a Star Trek fan at all. It's like I don't do you love. Think of, yeah, like, I don't love Tarantino per se, but he's talented as hell. He makes some good movies. But this this could be good because yeah. I guess the Star Trek series is sort of struggling right now. It's not doing as well as they want it. Mm-hmm. And this is an awesome idea. Breathe some new life into it. I mean, we'll get we'll finally get like a big franchise movie from Tarantino. Yeah, because we know his style and the way like he likes to yeah. do movies. Like he's very adamant about saying like it's a movie, it's a fantasy. Like you <laughs> ultra know, violence. Yeah, ba- <laughs> basically. But I mean, that's just one of the things that makes his films like so unique. So to do something like this is like because you have to keep within the bounds of like for example, like all directors who get assigned to these new Star Wars movies, you're n- not playing in your own sandbox. You know, you're playing like you have to be like within the bounds of like yeah. where the movie needs to go and everything like that. So with this. You know, unless if he does something completely different, like it's the same technology and same world, he, I'm pretty sure they can make it, like, they'll let him do whatever he wants. But if it comes to, like, Captain Kirk or whatever the fuck, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, he can't do something outrageous. Speaking of that, I would love to see him do an anthology for Star Wars. I would love to see what that would look like. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. But, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Okay. We'll see how that goes. That'll be interesting to follow. Yeah. 
All right, so we got a Shell Silverstein biopic, but here's a biopic that's even more interesting to me. Yeah, yes, and going through some turmoil right now. On Queen slash Freddie Mercury. Queen, yeah, Freddie Mercury will be the focus, I believe. Yes. So uh, Brian Singer, he was the he was the director and writer of the biopic. He was an he's a no show. After the Thanksgiving break for the film, he just didn't show up to filming. This is the hot water. Yeah, he just yeah he just bye. Yep. Uh, he's now accordingly been fired. I guess apparently, so. yeah. So apparently, throughout the production, he and the star Remy Malik, who's playing uh, Mercury, he they weren't getting along, and that singer skipped a few days even before he was a no show on the set a couple times before, and oh yeah, okay. And then even when him and uh, Malik made up, then he didn't show up after. I guess this is this has happened before. He it's some drama. Yeah, he disappeared on the sets of. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past and Superman Returns and yeah Singer doesn't seem to have a good track record but he is saying that he had a family issue like a death of a parent or illness or something and the studio he said the studio wasn't giving him time to do that so if that's true that's a little fucked on the studio's part yeah but like I said, he has a track record of doing stuff like this right now, so I don't know. I yeah, don't know how but, I feel. but who's doing? Um, yeah, your mom. Okay. Uh, Dexter Fletcher is going to be this film director. No, I was going to say who's a uh, what production company's doing the movie? I believe it's know? Fox. Fox. Okay, I was going to say if it was Warner Brothers, I mean they let Zack Snyder go. You know? <laughs> I mean, like you know, it's just like I mean, good on Warner Brothers for letting him attend to that. So, like you said, you know. We don't know the full story for sure, so whatever, if that is the case, then it is a little fucked, I guess. But there's no excuse to just not show up because that's, yeah. just, that's fucked up for the crew and all that you know time and effort and money put into that. So yep. just for you not to show up, like whatever. Um, Remy Malik though, is I haven't looked at a picture of him because I, I don't know what he looks like and see like how close he is to Freddie Mercury. Is, that's not I literally, I think that's him. There's a picture on the... I, uh, on the internet of him in that pose, I think you're shitting. Did. I swear, we have to. We'll check after. I'll show you. But yeah, okay. Because um, I remember uh, Shaka. It's either Shaka or Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, you know the yes. guy from director and Borat and all that shit. No. Um, he was gonna play Freddie Mercury, and I when I heard that, I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> he looks so much fucking like him. If that's him, no, yeah. Uh, okay, well then, by all means, like you know what? He looks like him too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, but I would like to see. Uh, Shaka Sasha play him, but uh, if he's any better, I mean, there you go, man. We'll see. It's exciting. We'll see. Uh, how are you feeling about it, though? Uh, feeling pretty good. Like I say, it's it's a crazy situation with Singer, and we'll see how they how they get it done. Yeah, the hopefully it's good. Bohemian Rhapsody, right? I'm not sure actually. Okay. I don't know. The I thought title. it was. But either way, I am excited to see Remy Malik. I've only seen like ads of him from a what is it called? Um, Fuck, he's in a really good series right now. I've only seen like ads from that, and I've only seen the picture. But yeah, as we'll far as I know, he's super talented, and he we said he looks like him. So I'm excited to see this. Yeah, me too. It's man. good. A nice, good band biopic is always welcome, especially on world. Freddie Mercury, one of the best frontmen in rock and roll like ever, too. So there it is. It's really exciting. Um, all right, guys. Well, before we close out completely, we want to remind you that we will be having a Star Wars special coming uh, next week. Uh, we're week. not sure on the day uh, per se, but if you follow us on social oh. media, then you will know. Um, anyways, yes. guys, uh, be sure to like this video and subscribe. Drop a comment below because we'd love to hear from you guys, whether we, we talked about today or something that you'd like to bring into the discussion. Uh, also, you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BackRowOfficial and follow those pages for future videos on coming to you guys. Anything to add, Chase? Uh, goodbye. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see you guys later. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye.